welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Graham. Hi, Dan. I run uh, Purple Herpish, but I'm more interested in talking about Sessions Epa actually, because obviously he's the most rounded, best of the characters. And I wanted to ask you, Graham, how you came up with the concept. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Because normally, what where where what I go, what I do is I go, I want to start, you know, here. I've got this idea for this type of character that I would want to run, and then kind of flesh it out as I go but Sessions Epa seems so well-rounded and sort of thought through in all honesty in the way that we normally play they're not normally quite that fleshed out yeah I don't know I, I think I just wanted to try running a different kind of cleric rather than a, a Mr. President Healy bot to do something that was a little bit different but did you know did um, you know about the pantheon of gods before we started or did you say I just want to do uh, a sort of gambling cleric and well Mike said well here's yeah I wanted to do a trickster right. cleric so using the trickster, which uh, then lent itself to misfortune when I spoke to Mike. And once you had that, then the gambling thing. Um, and I think the, when we were looking at where we would start in, um, in wherever it is. <laughs> even, not even start. Even, no, no, it's, it's not, not even start. I was going to say even start. It's, it's not. It's the other somewhere one. else. <laughs> it's so hopeless with me. But the other impressive thing is that you actually remember to bring it in when you're playing it. So, so I come up with an idea for a character and then I completely forget and it get Im- immersed in the kind of the mechanics of the game. Whereas, you know, there's constant bits where you're kind of bringing in aspects of your god. Yeah, to rename the spells, the same spells, you just give them a different title and it feels like... Yes, you've done some work. <laughs> yeah. Background. But, it's a... but Burple actually is quite an, was, was quite an interesting concept, I thought. I just haven't been playing it. It's, it's you know, I tend to like characters that are good in all situations. When, when you're exploring, when you're talking to people in a town, or when you're fighting. Turns out the Burple's actually really crap at fighting. And basically, uh, I think the last three episodes... It's lucky we've got the others. Well, it? this is true. The last, <laughs> but the last three episodes has ended up with him in trouble. You know, on the ground, almost dead. Like if Session's something to do. This is true. This is true. But I might... I, I'm, I'm sort of getting a bit cavalier with Burple, because I don't I don't like him very much. But that might drive him to sort of... to find his yes. taste. Yeah, I probably need to play more more of the background but sessions is of course you could just offer everything in sorry, song. yeah well there there is that obviously there's opportunities for for lots of uh, comedy comedy songs so i mean what do you think of the adventure what do you think is going on um often i can't really remember what's going <laughs> yeah, on that's true we're all we're all equally hopeless <laughs> but we do seem to be making progress uh, as far as i can see slow somewhat random progress which is good because i think we've had a bit of the old random decision making yes. fate intervening or misfortune Yes. So that seems to well, I tend to, I tend to try and second guess everything. And what I quite liked, actually, you know, I, I probably sound really pompous, but I quite like the fact that I'm wrong every time because that means it's it's kind of nicely constructed. There's so many, you know, we've, we've done so many adventures where it's just like totally predictable. It's like, oh yeah, it's going to be that. Whereas this time, it's like, well, it's not. It's never quite been the thing I thought it was, which I quite liked. Yeah, no, it's quite. And uh, this time, I've not really taken any notes. Normally, I take a few notes. So I know what I'm supposed to. Be you take notes. On. Yeah. It's a, I take the occasional oh, I, note. That's if, very uh, organised. I never take any. I, I now have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why I never have any clue about what's going on. I never take any notes. You know, I need to kind of rejig 
purple because he's a bit crap and i chose you know i chose the wrong college the wrong spells the wrong everything and and i'm having to kind of rejig it i think when he gets to sixth he'll be kind of okay you got a new plan yeah you know i mean actually fifth he'll get he'll get improved invisibility which is not a bad thing except now i've got this clinking you know this this armor that just makes a load of noise so i have to kind of solve that problem but at least i I mean i had a massive armor class problem which i've sort of fixed but he still doesn't do any damage he's still kind of a bit weedy but he does he can do some other stuff just not enough bards in third edition were really good they could do all kinds of things all sorts whereas they've they've kind of been nixed in 5e but we'll see um yeah that's it that's all i really wanted to ask because i was intrigued because i it kind of came out very well fleshed out and i was quite jealous i would love to say that was planning and an excellent choice but i think it's just evolved over time yeah okay well i'm gonna have to try and play you know evolve mine over time then yeah find a theme i think well the theme is going to be just annoying songs but that's a bit done with the bard isn't it you want to kind of find something a bit no i think that could be brilliant <laughs> yeah well you... <laughs> yes maybe i've got some ideas excellent i think that's enough from us why don't we yeah. um why don't we get on with episode 17 lean on me D&D, 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 D&D. All right, so, yeah. hello everybody, good evening, welcome. We're about to die. Good, good evening, good evening, good evening. <laughs> D&D. We're doomed. D&D. We're doomed. D&D. D&D. You say D&D. <laughs> but then, do you really want to actually play D&D? Because, you know. We're doomed. <laughs> Where were we? We were at Cuthbert's Round. Now, let's have a little bit of chat about the situation. The sitch. You'd fought your way into this kind of temple complex, the Temple of Ban Shivu, Queen Marshal of the Howling Horde. And you'd fought this kind of big beastie thing, this big uh, giant boar, sort of flaming crazed boar, which did absolutely nothing. And you have driven away, or rather freed or whatever, inadvertently, a bunch of cultists who seem more set on escaping than anything else. But one of them purple persuaded to accompany you within the complex into this big chamber you'd opened up which has got a giant statue in it and a sort of viewing gallery all around it and she is uh gorbag spenge the mother of mawklet spenge uh, we aren't going to get into all of that but she is somebody that you have had dealings with before and she called out for Theldrek, who is apparently the apparently the kind of high priest uh of this temple or complex or whatever it is begging for you to be admitted to their order because Burple had successfully persuaded her that you wanted to kind of join, although that seems a little implausible, but anyway, he rolled a very high number on his persuasion check. She called out to try and summon this uh, high priest, priestess person, and uh, unsuccessfully, two or three of you piled into this sort of arena slash statue chamber with uh, gore bags, and then at a certain point, you heard a nasty uh, laughing, a kind of <laughs> And the doors to the chamber slammed shut, leaving Sessions and Parker outside, in the corridors outside, and Cuthbert, Burple and Grimbold within this chamber. And a figure emerged from the shadows at the back of the kind of viewing gallery. It's 20 foot up, so there's no way you would have spotted this person in any case, because the angle would have been wrong. But this person has emerged, this figure has emerged, and has threatened you. Guys, I think we want to get up, get after her. Something. We're in a kind of pit arena fight pit which is likely to be a nightmare i think we just want to ignore whatever's in there and take out her 
I've been wrong basically a lot about this. I'd just <laughs> like to point out that this is a purpose fault. That's my th that's my thinking. It is that's my fault. Yeah. I could throw a, a, a thing from my Nigglers of Fireball set her. That's a good idea. Yes. Might be might be worth testing her out. How many have you got? Uh, I think I've six left. Uh, so what have I got left? I've got two first level spells. I might need which a is heal. heroism and cure wounds. And I need a heal. whispers. If I'm gonna do it, you much. need a heal. Yeah, I'm oh, well, on well, nearly half. Do, nearly half. All right, I'll do one of those. I can also do heroism, which gives you um, that extra d6 if you remember. That'd be nice. But I've only got two of those. Okay. I've got, so I've got two of those, and I've got a bardic. I've got two two bardic inspiration left. Okay. It might be interesting to see if we can get up to her level. One left. That's what I'm saying. We should try and get mm. up to the, that level. But there's, whatever happens, I think the statue might animate and then we're in, and it might be really good at climbing or something like that. Yeah. I think I, have I got mirror image running? Can anybody remember? So the quicker, quicker we get up there, the better. Two second level spells uh, left. I don't know if one of them is a mirror image or not. Um, well, I've got like an action surge, happens, shall we? Second I can use one of my spells as a cure light. That's all I've got. We need to get Sessions and Parker in here as well. Yeah. How big are those doors? How how climbable are the walls up to the the twenty foot up? They look pretty smooth. Those walls. Right. So we're thinking I mean, DC fifteen maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Twice twenty foot up. Possibly, possibly Twice, more. Yeah. Might be a bit tougher than that. Oh. Eighteen. Um. So mm, we were sessions. And, uh, this is going to be fun for me. Sessions and Parker are outside. Cuthbert, Burple, Grimbold are inside. Um, Theldrek. You presume it's Theldrek. I shall destroy you. And we will pick up the action with Cuthbert's round on 22. Okay, just a bit more description on the room we're in. We've got a balcony around us, yep. a five-foot balcony around us. Under the balcony, yep. the walls that we're facing, yep. is there anything on them at all? No, the walls, I'll give you a quick description. So the chamber's long and wide, it's surrounded on three sides by a balcony, perched 20 feet above the floor. Uh, six torches are equally spaced along the walls and they provide light in the room. The side opposite the large bronze doors, those are the recently closed doors, uh, features a sizable viewing platform area with several ostentatious wooden chairs positioned to allow easy view of the chamber below. A huge statue of a, a humanoid clutching a glaive and a shield stands in the midst of the chamber. The floor is covered in sand. The walls around you are of smooth, polished rock. That is basically what you can see. Does the balcony jut out or do the walls go straight up? Is it like a ledge or is it overhanging the floor? No, below? it's a it's a it's a it's an indentation. So as you can see from surely from your ledge. map you can see yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't go underneath is what I'm saying. The no no no. So the, the level you're in is uh sixty foot by forty foot, something like that. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. You can see uh Burple can see and Cuthbert can see. Actually all you, all of you can see that the southwestern corner, the little gallery goes round and then and then ends in a dead end on its way towards the doors. Yeah. Um, and that is what we have and we will start with Cuthbert. What do you want to do, Cuthbert? I think what I'm going to do He's going to stand next to Burple because he's only about 15. We want to go south. after her, right? Yes. But I'll I'm follow you. Yes, but I'm standing next to you so you can heal me. But well, if I you suppose. were to move up uh, further, move up, you could get to the wall and I could move up behind you and heal you. Yes, I can make it. I can make all the way up the wall. Nice. That is my round. And we move on to Parker. Now, Parker, you're outside. So 
uh, all you know is that those doors have closed. And you consider here, I think, the uh, just make out the sort of cackling voice, but not the words. Well, I guess I'll stop trying to open the door I'm trying to open, go up to the other door, mm -hmm. and, um, well, is it magically closed? Um, can I, has it got I locks mean, that's a on difficult, it? That's a difficult thing for you to ascertain. Well, all right, what I mean is I'll, you know, I guess I'm, I'll start inspecting it, seeing as if it's got, has it got locks? Has it got something that I can try and pick? There's the latch that Sessions opened, so it's like a flip catch that allows you to draw across a bolt. That that bolt has slid into place, you must presume that that's something magical, and the latch has dropped to, to lock it off. But you don't know what would happen if you try and move the latch. Well, I will try and move the latch. It moves, um, freeing you to I try open. and move the, to withdraw the bolt if you want to try. Yes. It doesn't. What do I have to do? Well, you can give it a good wet welly, and it's not. It's not budging. It feels unnaturally firmly closed. Right. Um, can I try and? I mean, is it is it some kind of very high strength check? Might be. Well, you could. You want to make an athletics can, check? An athletics check. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to have a look and see if I, you know, I guess I'll get like. Can I get like a quarter staff and wedge it in there or something, or a dagger and use that as a, you know, as a lever? Like, yeah, like a ten foot pole. Uh, you, you could try. I mean, the problem is that you've got a bolt that's running between two loops. Yes, with a with a right. at one end of it there is a, um, a handle. Yes, like a you, you know the sort of standard bolt setup. Yep. Yeah. Am I presuming that you've grabbed the handle of the bolt and you've yanked at it to try and open it and it's just not budging? Yeah. Um, quite how you would be able to get purchase with any kind of lever, I'm not sure. But if you can describe how you might do it, I'm more than happy to allow it as a thing. So what yeah. I'm thinking is I can try something like in this with this loop, mm -hmm. basically get some rope so that I can apply extra. If I can sort of tie some rope around it so that yeah. you know I can apply both hands and then steady, you know, I push back on it somehow. <laughs> Something you were going to say it, but something you like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Almost said it. Um, I mean, I think that that sounds to me quite a kind of an organised thing to do. That you're not going to. You've you've moved up. You've had a look at the door. You've tried it. It didn't work. You've wellied at the bolt. It hasn't happened. You've kind of got a little bit of an action left. All right. Well, then, first of all, just a brute force push. Try and right, push the got bolt. It. Yeah. So make give me an athletics check. Athletics check. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. Mm, that's not. Thirteen is not enough to move it as you would probably guess let's go to uh sessions who's next you're also outside you're at the door standing next to parker okay and it's some sort of athletics check to try and force the bolt you think so yes it, but it's just just for absolute clarity both attempts from parker there was not one minutiae of movement there was no tiny it wasn't like oh it's giving but i haven't got quite strong enough it was like try to move a mountain doesn't mean mm. it can't be done i'm just don't want to underplay the the difficulty of what you might be trying um metagaming here a little bit i know but purple what i've noticed yep. is on the map where you're standing it looks like it may well be that there's another side door from the room that i was trying to get into uh, it's a bit difficult <laughs> to describe not on the map but um oh you think there's what i'm wondering there. purple there is if you could if you see that there was another door there then maybe that's something that you ought to shout out <laughs> good point yes what is that because maybe more. it might have more effects going round through the other door and then in 
Yeah, okay, uh, just to be absolute clarity, there are no other doors uh, at your level right. in the room. So even if you were to somehow be able to mind speak to Burple, uh, Burple would have nothing to tell you about. Yeah? Okay. I think I'm, think I'm going to resort to casting Guidance on uh, Parker. Okay. And then I'm going to move back towards the door that he was first trying to get through. Yes, I understand. So that gives me 1d6 on my next roll, right? 1d4, I think, Guidance is just a hoppy can trap. Anyway, we can move on Good. to the bad guys, or the bad, well, get bad guys. So, first thing that happens is you hear a door open above Cuthbert. So up in the region of this throne with this strange personage on it, you hear a kind of door and uh, you hear the kind of shuffling of kind of heavy creatures and you hear uh, these uh, creatures approaching the ledge and they stand looking down on you. They're going, Zombies! Zombies! And they just stand there. They look like zombie, uh, like lizard men or some kind of scaly green kind of large creature, bigger than your average zombie. And they plod up to the edge of the viewing uh, area and they're looking down at you. That's all they do. Yes. And then uh, the other thing that happens... Two of them. Two of them, yeah. One either side, sort of flanking the throne area and Feldrek... Uh, tootles up to the edge and she casts a spiritual weapon. A glaive is summoned out of nothing and I'm going to learn how that spell works. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Of course I know perfectly well. I just want to know where it appears and all that kind of rubbish. Within 30 feet from memory. Shouldn't range 60 feet and you can move it 20 feet or something, 30 feet ago. As a bonus action on her turn, she can move it 20 feet, but it's got a range of 60 feet. So 12 squares. She summons it to appear next to Burple. Correct. And she can make a strike with it. And what she does, she makes a spell attack, hitting armor. Oh, oh spell, it's a disaster. It's a critical fumble. The spell fails. Or she, she has to take a card. And she falls over. Off the balcony. <laughs> she falls off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a, this is a narratively driven game where you guys really have to you guys really have to drive the story. <laughs> Grabs the zombie yeah. while she does that's it. That's the that's the idea of uh, of D and D, isn't it? You know, you're yeah. you, you're empowered to drive the story with your narrative agency. So that's right. And what you're saying is that she trips, falls down on her head, lands on her head. Yeah. yeah. Or or let's why don't we. Let's try something else, which is that that doesn't happen. But instead, according to our convention, the one means that she's kind of not going to be able to do anything else this round. And that is extremely annoying. Good. <laughs> <laughs> she has a free act. Uh, maybe she can't. Surely she can have a free action. No. Oh, free action. She shouts, join me, my priests of evil. Oh, God. Uh, and we move on to Burple's round. Join me, my priests of Yeah, ominous. All right, Paul. Hundreds of little guys down the corridor Dan. suddenly come back, running in our direction. I'm. Oh, I'm sorry to jump in, but it's to your advantage, Cuthbert. Yes. When you zoomed up there, you should have got yeah. a perception check. Make your perception check. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. My perception. I will perceive by rolling two on the dice, getting a six. Not okay. brilliant. Fine. So we can just um, we can just we'll just straight move on. on. Back to purple. <laughs> 
you perceive your feet. Mike. Mm -hmm. Mike, I have a I have a question for you. Yep. Um, I'm thinking of moving to there and searching the wall. Sure. Okay. Which seems a bit kind of um, as as Lucas put it, meta gamey. I don't want to I don't want to kind of break anything. You can doing that. You can do as you will. Okay. So it might not. I don't yeah. judge. You might, <laughs> might not actually be there. What do you think, guys? Be, oh, there right. might be an attack of opportunity on you from the spiritual weapon as we move away as well. Does mind. it get one? Can't see why not. I think you can attack with it as a bonus action. You can move it as a bonus action. Um, yeah. You make a melee attack yeah. against the creature within five feet of the weapon. That's it. Mm. I think um, I think Sessions has made the occasional attack of opportunity with his clashing coin, or whatever it is, sharpened coin of doom, whatever it's called. Okay. Crashing uh, coin. Crashing yeah, coin. Enough. Doesn't mean you can't do that, but I'm just. You know. Yeah, but it did get a one, so obviously it's, that's that's the end of it for this turn. So yeah, I thought. Oh. oh fuck it! I'll move. Okay. Um. Well, it's going to have an attack opportunity. Yeah. Um. Hitting armor class, one. rolling a ooh twelve. Hitting armor class eighteen. Yeah, that's plenty. Um, in which case, you take the following force damage. Uh, oh, immune to force damage. Uh, okay. Well, Not in really. that case, you're, you won't really. need to write down the following amount, which is 11, ooh, 11 points of damage. 11? 11 points of damage. Holy shit. TPK, TPK, TPK. Sorry, nine, nine. My mistake, nine. And uh, I want to search that wall. Okay, go for it. Roll a an investigation check. 12. 12. Uh, you don't find any evidence of a secret door or anything like that. Um, Burple, that's it. Is that you done? I'm afraid so. And we move on to Grimbold. Right. I'm going to detach a bead from my negalas of fireballs and throw the bead. Do it. For some weird reason, I don't need to make a ranged attack. It's just they have to make a save. Okay, so exactly where are you placing it? On the t right. on the platform? Yeah, it's a 20-foot radius, so I don't know if we're using the radius, the ruler here. I think here you're going to get them within that, aren't you, anyway? Because 20-foot radius is four squares, right? Yeah, I just don't want to get Paul. Well, Paul is 20 feet below them yeah okay so that's not going to happen if you drop the fireball onto the viewing platform you'll get them and you won't get paul okay well i'll target it between the um uh -huh. yeah i'll just uh, five foot to the east of her uh five foot it'll get all three all yeah three. yeah got it yeah fine I okay so we need to make a dexterity save dc 15 for half okay damage. dc 15 blimey okay so she rolls a that's enough. A 14 is enough. Okay. Absolutely. These uh, zombies are not going to have fantastic uh, dexterity saves, as you can imagine. Rolling for the first one for the northernmost zombie uh, is a fail. Ooh. And for the, the six. And for the southernmost zombie, it's a 13. It's still a fail. And so what's the damage? The damage is 86. <laughs> better than it used to be. Um, 28 points of damage. 28 points of damage. Take okay. So, nice. first things first. Let's have a look at these zombies who both failed. Okay. So the first one, they both look nastily scorched by that. They're still up, but they don't look very happy. They're still up. Bloody hell. Yeah, they're still up, but and they they don't look, you know, in trouble, but they are that they were both kind of mightily singed. Do you any more of those, Johnny? Yep. Might need them. I think you've got I've, another five. I've got five, yes. And then she looks, again, she, I mean, it's still not trivial. She looks a bit scorched. And I'm just going to do one other thing. I'm just going to make another saving throw for somebody else who you can't see. The real boss. Oh, three. 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 Okay, that is a fail. So that's 28 points of damage on that one, right? And so you hear a squeal and you hear a sort of thud. Nice. <laughs> A squeal, human squeal? No, yeah, you, uh, no, like an orcish 
uh, squeal. Oh, like her uh, sidekick or something. Yeah, and you hear somebody shout at some, uh, some kind of greater distance. Garrus! No! <laughs> Sounded like a kind of female orcish voice, as you could tell from my brilliant... Um, we're back to Cuthbert. It's your round, Cuthbert. Uh, standing 20 feet below this zombie. Cuthbert is going to to No. He's got a blowpipe. I've got a blowpipe. Oh, start. Then you start your round. Um, no, okay. Yeah. We'll make another perception check. I'm feeling generous. Make another perception check. All right, I'm going to roll a perception check. And on the dice, I get a 7 for a total of 11. Once again, I have yet to roll above. Let me have a quick look. That's not necessarily uh, disastrous. I'm just going to have a quick look. No. Okay. Uh, no, that's fine. I, in which case, I'm going to move up next to Gorebags. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, that's a move, move, and I'm going to do a second wind. I'd, I'd like to... You're running away, are you? Well, yes. Um, I've got mm. no way of attacking them. I'm going to roll my second wind. Getting six points of healing. So the bad guys, um, first things first, Theldrek, uh, as a bonus action, moves her spiritual weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And it will attack... Uh, one to three Burple or four to six Cuthbert. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, one to three Burple, four to six Cuthbert, and I roll a three. Oh. <laughs> and she rolls a thirteen. That is a hits armor class nineteen. Does, does it maintain with concentration that spell? Uh, is it a concentration spell, Graham? Yeah. Um, because she's taking a lot of damage. Oh. Johnny. And been playing 42 years for... No, it's not know. a concentration spell. It's not a concentration <laughs> spell. <laughs> so you've been playing for all that time, but absolutely no <laughs> use whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, the, rolling the damage on Burple, this is not good. I appreciate no. this. Really not good, but here we go. Uh, and the damage on Burple is a total of eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, the only other thing that happens in this uh, round is that a figure pads out onto the uh, viewing gallery. Looks like a priest, a female orc, who's in sort of similar regalia to yes. Feldrek, but looks less senior. Don't think I can put it more kind of obviously than that. And we move on to Burple. Uh, well, Heal yourself. I... Um, what? Heal yourself. Yes, I'm going to do that, but I'm wondering about where to move. I'm going to move to the front of the door. Yep. Tell me about the door from this side. Giant bronze double doors. Other than that, they look relatively featureless. Okay. Give me an investigation check. Well, if do you want to spend a bit of time looking at them? And in which case, give me an investigation check. Well, I'm no. I'm going to I'm going to heal myself this round. So this is part of my move. Action. So a quick so glance. Me. Give me a perception check for a quick glance at the doors. Seven. Uh, seven, no. So you, d you don't spot anything obvious in terms of mechanisms okay. or anything well, like I'm that. I'm going to do... Uh, I'll do a cure light on myself. Okay. What I can do. And Grimbold, what do you want to do? Come on. I'm going to, well, throw another fireball. Up on the top again. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Yep. DC 15. DC 15 save. saving throws. Okay. Starting with uh, Theldrek herself. She's got a decent save. She rolls a... Oh, oh, she rolls a 16 and saves. Um, the two hell. zombies with lousy saving throws. Northernmost zombie fails. Southernmost zombie... Oh, hello. That might be a success with an 18. Uh, amazingly, uh, my zombie... Uh, <laughs> zombie... Dexterity saves. Is, yeah, that's a save. <laughs> zombie. 
Excellent. And then the new priest rolls a... Oh, a fail. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so how much damage is that? Damage is... 26 points of damage. 26 oh, well points of damage. Okay, so 26 points of damage. Uh, the new priest is burnt to a crisp. Toast. <laughs> Actually, Johnny. Nice. That wasn't me. That's the me. Southernmost, the southernmost yeah. zombie looks ooh, seriously bloodied. Yep. Yep. The northernmost zombie, who takes an extra 13, if I'm right, yep, yes. looks significantly wounded but less bloodied and Feldrick herself takes another 13 she is looking you've scorched her but she's not looking in in in, in any oh. serious trouble really shit really oh, uh. well she's saved twice so you've done 20 something points of damage on her in total yeah right Cuthbert uh, sorry I'm going to make another attempt to hide behind the statue right, right. It, it, as a move um, okay. Can I do that? Yeah, you can make a stealth check to hide, yeah. Or is that an action? Um, do you want me to find out for you? Trying to hide. Give me a second. I'll roll it anyway. Um, Doesn't matter, I failed anyway. You failed anyway, okay, good. I think that it says make a dexterity stealth check when you attempt to conceal yourself from enemies, slink past guards, slip away without being noticed, or sneak up. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know what it's the rule is where you, movement. Yeah, I would have said you probably, I mean, I think to, I, th I think it's quite difficult for you to hide, as in for somebody to not know you were there at all. You've just thrown a little bead of fireball from where you were. I think that you can, it's I don't think you It's are naturally stealthy. They well, yeah, I know, I, I, think, I, think, mm -hmm. I think we can mm -hmm. say that you're successfully taking cover. Yes. Yeah. You, even if they know that you're there, they can't directly see you. But that you don't need to make a stealth check for that. Okay, that was Grimbold's. We move on to Cuthbert. Cuthbert, I think, is going to run up to the wall at the north, immediately north of him, about 20 foot away. So one of the side walls as you're going into the chamber, yep. Yeah. And he's going to attempt a climb check. Okay, well, first, first of all, there's an attack of opportunity of you from the uh, spiritual weapon. Okay. She rolls a two, hopeless, yep. misses. No. Yeah. Then no. what do you want to do? And then he's going to roll, roll a climb check. So he's going to he's trying to climb up, basically. Yep. Rolling a d20. He rolls a 15 on the dice, getting a athletics of plus two, so we're getting a 17. 17 is not enough to progress, I'm afraid. Holy moly. It's a tough climb. Did you take an attack of opportunity? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we move on to Parker. But Cuthbert, when you run up to there, uh, make a perception check. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. So I'm going to roll a d20, getting a 13 plus perception of four, which is 17 in total. Okay. 17 is a good roll. You notice something. It's as you're running up. Um, and you're taking in the view around you, you catch a glimpse of the statue, yeah? Yeah. And on the other side of the statue from Grimbold, just looking quickly back at where Grimbold yeah. is tucked to one side, and you can see the side flank of the statue. Yeah. You think you can see, perhaps on the side of the statue facing towards the viewing gallery, there does seem to be some kind of area of instability, perhaps a crack or something, in the plinth in the base of the statue. Okay, so, I mean, as if it's all around the statue, as if the statue... No, no, so Grimbold's side seems fine. Yeah. Uh, you would have spotted it more straight on if you'd glanced at it when you were right up against the viewing gallery. But, so at a rather acute angle, but with a 17, I'm being nice. You think you mm -hmm. can see uh, just the beginnings of, and you look at the flank of the statue, as you turn the corner towards the side facing towards the viewing gallery. You think that side of it, there may be some sort of crack or instability where the okay. plasterwork has broken away or the stonework has broken away. You don't know how far it extends. 
but you can see the beginning of it from where you are. Okay, and that's where at the base of the plinth where it joins the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about halfway up the plinth, but the plinth oh, is only a kind of two, three foot affair, and then the statue is like twenty something feet high. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, that's but that's it for you. So purple. No, I'm sorry, not purple. Parker. Purple. Can you, you free action? If you've got something in mind, you can surely say it through the door. Right? I don't have anything in mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that was a brilliant conversation through the door, though. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> have you got any ideas? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Have you? No. Have you got... Okay. I'm going to have one oh. attempt bashing the door I'm trying to open. You'll never do it. <laughs> never do or it. there's I... the door to the south of you, but I just, you know. Right. I am going to ready an action to hit this thing as soon as Sessions cast guidance got it. on me. Okay. So, Sessions. I, I'm going to drift off somewhere else. <laughs> 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 Cast guidance on himself. <laughs> no, I, I will. I will stroll over to um, to Parker. I will mm -hmm. lay the uh, the blessing of uh, misfortune on him, casting guidance, and um, yeah, yeah. Then I shall okay. stroll back to my vigil by the door, by the uh, by the other door. Yeah, got by it. The other door. Yeah, yeah. The other, maybe not DC thirty door. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Parker, <laughs> Parker, it's your it's your moment to shine. Right. So, okay. First of all, the hit. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Swing <laughs> the mace. Swing and a miss. Miss the thing. And therefore. Well, you know, it might be more advantageous now to roll your d4 at this point. Oh. If you get three or four, then you hit and you add a d6 to the next roll, which you would get. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. the d4s are lost, isn't it? Mm. Coaching, mm. but I'll allow it. Oh, you can't get 30 on the next roll, so. Unless you Ten. Ten is a hit. So okay, a so hit. you now roll a d6, which you're going to add to your uh, athletics check. You're not going to... It's not going to be enough, is it? It's not, it's not going to be enough, is it? No. Not no, it's not, going to, it's not going to happen. Okay, I think we can move on. That was a bit of a disaster. Well, not a disaster. Well, it was a disaster. Okay, <laughs> the bad guys. Uh, first of all, Sessions and Parker, can you both give me perception checks, please? Perception. Fifteen. Fifteen is enough for you, Sessions, to hear the telltale sound of the ratchet of the lift mechanism start to click into action. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Burple. Uh, yes. Feldrek is going to try and strike you with this sure spiritual weapon. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get this right with this spiritual weapon. So each round... Yes, it's, it's yeah, so she attacks, with, she attacks with a bonus action. So with this bonus action, she's going to have a she's going to have a pop at purple, rolling a ten, hitting armor class sixteen. Is a hit. Oh dear, this isn't good. Doing the following damage, doing another nine points of damage. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ! Like she goes. <laughs> Soon you shall all be destroyed. <laughs> yep. Um, and then what she's going to do is she is going to do something else. She is going to cast another spell. The spell that she casts belongs to me. Okay, yeah, she casts a spell uh, seemingly on herself. Yep. Cure light wounds. And the, the other thing that happens is that uh, seeing that you're going to try and climb up, uh, this zombie starts working its way around. Zombie. Zombie. He's right at the top there, near you now. It's quite speedy. It's quite Very speedy. Speedy. The other one's staying in place. Uh, doesn't look very well, that one, of course, but doesn't look as wounded as the southern zombie. The southern zombie is staying in place, though. And we move on to Burple. Now, I have two spells. Well, I, I have one spell left. 
got the choice of two spells. Yes. I can hear myself, or I can try and shoot it. If I shoot it, I've got one thing. I could do an extra 2d6. I'm not going to kill her, but I might damage her. But I'd be Hilly doing stuff. it at... I think I'm rolling at disadvantage because it's long range. I'd, I'd heal you. Yeah. How wounded are you? I have two hit points left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big gamble then, the, the offensive option. Well, the, the defensive one is probably not going to keep me up. It's... Mm. I went down to four, and then I healed myself, and then and it. She's been rolling two and three. Uh, I'll do a cure light on myself. Right there. Oh, that's a better roll. Seven. That's a better roll. Okay, so you can survive another round, you think? Right, Cuthbert. What Cuthbert wants to yeah. do is he wants to. Having seen this crack, I want to scurry yep. on over and investigate mm -hmm. further. Uh, you think there is a crack that runs all the way around the face, pointing towards the uh, viewing gallery that points towards Theldra. Yes. The net effect of that is for there to be a, uh, a vulnerability there that you're not quite sure how much force it might take to tip the statue over against that crack. Is it tall enough to reach the, the top of the thing if it was tipped? How high is the plinth? You think the statue is almost exactly tall enough to uh, crash into the viewing gallery. It's like Uncharted. Yeah, it is. I'm going to therefore take the action to go around the other side, and mm -hmm. I'm going to do my action search. Oh! To give it a good old push. Let's have a look. This is where it all goes horribly wrong. Okay. Well, you need to make an athletics check. Athletics check. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll make an athletics check. Adding two to the d20, and I am rolling. Hey! Getting a 19. Rolling 17 on the dice, getting a 19. That is enough. And the statue goes. And it totters a bit. <laughs> and it collapses over, spanning the gap between the base and the uh, viewing gallery and crashing into the edge of the viewing gallery, forming a kind of bridge, bridge. Uh, if you like. I'm going to roll a dexterity save for Theldrek because it's going to land pretty much in a square mm -hmm. where she's in. Uh, I've got the idea of a DC. Ooh, that's not good. Three. Three. Even with her decent dexterity save, I think she's hit by that. Let me think of an amount of damage that would be... Pinned. Uh, I think I'm going to call it falling damage. It's the equivalent of falling damage, yes? Yeah. Pinned under the statue. Say what? Pinned under the statue. Let's work out the damage first. So, effectively, we're going to call that a 25-foot fall. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anybody know the rules for falling damage? Is it a d6 per 10 feet? d6 per 10, I think. Okay. So she's going to take 2d6 damage. Some of them's free, I think. It's 25 feet. So let's give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Um, and so we're going to roll 2d6 damage, not exactly, um, you know, earth-chattering amount of damage. Doing 10 points of damage on her. That's not bad. And she squeals in fury at that. You see, Johnny, that's how you do it. I mean, admittedly, Johnny's been taking out everybody. Yeah. So the statue collapses down and crashes against the viewing gallery, and it lands a solid blow on Theldrek. Uh, we're going to see whether or not she's going to be um, uh, impeded by that when the time comes. Yeah, but that was a fantastic round from Cuthbert. Uh, and Parker, it's your round. Parker, you hear a crash on the other side of these doors. Um, and you react with just absolute, you know, astonishment, as we can tell. <laughs> you can hear the energy in Parker's voice. <laughs> yeah. You've got to build up your energy to have another go at the door. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
How about the door on the south side? Isn't Sessions trying to hit that one? Yeah, although it might be a way to get in here, it's also going to end up a, open up a second front because we're going to have to probably have a fight with the guy who's on the other side. True. I don't know, or or he's just happens to have run away and he was, I mean, he's not an enemy, but... All right, okay, I will go back to the... <laughs> other door. Other door on the south yep, side. Yeah, on the south side, isn't it? Yep. And if I remember, although this was last week, we established that it was locked. Which you and we tried to pick it. Successfully picked it. Oh, did we? Mm -hmm. oh, but then we tried to open it, and the opening didn't. It was wedged shut with something. Wedged. You made a you made an right. athletics check that was not spectacular. Okay, so I'm going to now do the athletics check on that to see if I can force this door open. Okay. Yep. Um, hang on. I'm not going to wait for sessions and the guidance or anything like that. Sessions, have you got another guidance? It's a cantrip. I can do it every round. Right. Are you? Would you be prepared to do it? Oh, why not? So we can what do something. What if you want to do something else? No, no, I'm quite happy. Let's open another front up and okay. we might be able to do something. I will delay an action to force the door as soon as sessions... Yeah, got it. ...does the guidance. Okay, so let's move on to sessions. Okay, I, um, I plant the luck of um, misfortune on Parker by bestowing him with another coin. Yeah. All right. So my athletics check. Oh, and it's a 21, which is enough. And you burst the door open. Brilliant. Well done. Uh, and, I, and that door f springs open, and you can see. You're going to love this. Do his eyes a light up? passage into the other chamber. <laughs> uh, no. Um, instead, what you do is you reveal a passageway heading south that ends in another door leading off to the east at the end. So the passageway, it's runs uh, 35 foot south and then it and then you would turn left to go through a door at its end but the stairs door is closed. to the gallery could do yeah stairs up it's probably worth trying right over here uh, these things are not doing going well for my person here it's very annoying okay the zombie doesn't know what to do it just stands around being stupid <laughs> Gorbag Spenge uh, goes my mistress my mi and I wonder where her voice came from what's that voice <laughs> <laughs> God. Gorbag Spenge goes, My mistress! My mistress! Oh no, what have you done? And sort of rends her garments, gnashes her teeth, and pulls her her hair. But there's nothing really kind of practical that she can do to get in your way. Theldrek. I think she needs to make a not particularly difficult athletics check to free herself. Rolling a... Six. I don't know that that is going to be enough. I think, though, that at disadvantage, she can attack with the uh, spiritual weapon. At disadvantage. So the first roll, uh, this is against purple, rolls an 11 for armor class 17. And the second roll, rolling at disadvantage, rolls a... That's a that's nine. nine. That's going to be enough. Uh, sorry about that. And the damage is... Ooh. 10 points of damage. Go back to two. Back to two is not good. <laughs> and it is, in fact, Burple's round. Burple is going to take the disengage action. In a calculated move. Where's he moving to? Oh, okay. Yeah. To the, to the, to the other side, side of the room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Grimbold. Right. I'm going to do a... I've got two second level spells left, so I'm going to cast a chromatic orb as a second level spell. On her? on her um, okay so what do i need to do i need to... it's a spell attack is it was it a saving throw or is it a spell attack it's a spell attack okay i'm gonna five. deny her her um dexterity bonus to armor class yep 
Okay. Um, be fair. Do I want to mm -hmm. be fair? I think mm -hmm. she's prone, which means she's actually got advantage for a range attack. Uh, well, no, that would be you rolling at disadvantage. Yeah, because but she she's can't on the move. Ground. But then on the other hand, she's at. Let's call it a wash. She can't. She's pinned, right? I'm going to remove her dexterity bonus. I think just take a standard roll. All right. Well, I'll move. I'll move up a bit anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's plus five on this roll. Eleven plus five is sixteen. So sixteen. That is a miss. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. No fair, no fair. Well, she's got a pretty serious armor class, and even with the dexterity removed, she's uh, she's uh, in pretty good nick. Okay, uh, Cuthbert. If Cuthbert was to run up mm -hmm. to the top of the statue... It's a pretty straightforward uh, move. It's difficult ground. Yep. All right. So I will move, move, so I'll be balancing on the statue next to her. And we'll go back outside the room to Parker, mm -hmm. who is staring down this uh, mystery southern corridor. Right. Well, I'm going to move down this corridor to the door yep. at the southern end of the corridor. It opens. Open now, it. first thing that you can see is you've got a corridor heading off in the same direction as the main room, so heading off to the east with a door at the end of it. But it looks like it seems to open out just before that door. Yep. And the other thing that you can see just before you get to that point is that there's a little set of stairs running up to your left. Woohoo! Yes. That's you done. And sessions? I'll follow Parker down the corridor um, and I can get to there and do what I can okay, see. Okay, so what you can see from there is you can see clearly that you're looking into a chamber lying off to the uh, the east of you, yes? Mm -hmm. There's a couple of stools tucked off, uh, one to each side, and you Ooh. can just make out to your right. So on the southern wall of the chamber, it looks like there's some kind of tapestry on that wall, and it looks like that tapestry depicts Ban Shivu as you understand her to look. The staircase mm -hmm. that you can see to your left runs up uh, 20 foot. At its top, you can see what looks like it flattens out into some area that you must speculate, uh, based upon your understanding of things, uh, must be this viewing gallery. Yep, yep. that's me, Dan. Okay, um, and then we move back to the... All right, she is going to try and free herself uh, with an athletics check, Cuthbert. Yeah, uh, yep. before she tries to attack. She, oh, Jesus, rolls a two. That's what we like she to see. She fails to do so. So she's going to take a swing at you uh, with her glaive. Because she's uh, impeded, she's going to be attacking at disadvantage. Yep. She's going to make a decision. She's got a bonus action that she can use for an extra attack on you, or she can use that bonus action to control and move the... I don't know whether or not she can see well enough. So I think she's going to use that bonus action on you because I don't think she can see her own spiritual weapon from where she is. Okay. So the first attack on you at disadvantage as, uh, hits armor class 20, but the second roll yeah. is a 20. So she's what? that's a hit on you. Yep. The 20 yep. is discounted. Uh, and that does the following damage. Mm-hmm. She rolls a 10, and she does 13 points of damage with that first attack. Holy moly. And then the second attack, her bonus action at disadvantage, first roll is an 8, is a 14. Miss. So she's a miss for the second one. You're spared. And we move on to Burple. Burple. Well, Burple... So what is her situation? Is she standing, or is she...? No, no. She is... She is down. She is recumbent. She's sort of crouching. Her cloak is caught under the head of the statue. It doesn't look like it's an incredibly difficult thing to do, but she can't seem to summon the strength to either rip it clear or rip the cloak and free herself. So she's she's slightly sort of crouching, slightly down, slightly stuck, and attacking at disadvantage. Okay, I've just got cantrips left. I've got the thunderclap. I'm going to work. I've got a hand crossbow. So I could shoot that. Can I see that? 
that uh, zombie guy. Uh, yeah, but he's got cover. He's, he's he's a big creature. He's a big unit. You're looking straight up a sheer wall at him. You can see enough of him kind of protruding to get a shot at it, but he's got cover. Got cover? Well, I may as well have a shot then. Or you could, I mean, if you were to move back, uh, but then you'd move towards the uh, spiritual weapon. I see your problem. Yeah. The further away from R from the wall, the less cover he gets, obviously. Right. Oh, but I could, I could, yeah, I've got range, you see. He's 20 foot up and I've got a 30 foot range. Ah. Okay, well, I'll move five foot uh, away from the wall, shoot him mm -hmm. with my enormous yep. uh, my enormous weapon, yep. uh, which does, where is it, here you go, hits on my class 18. 18 is a hit, a solid hit. 18 hits, and I, well, I may as well use my psychic blades, which does an extra 2d6, okay. so it does basically 3d6 plus one. Okay, go for it. So I'll do 3d6 and I'll add one to this. Oh, 11 points. 11 points of damage. Well, that's pretty good. It doesn't look very happy about that. I mean, and it's not its not the 35, you know, it's not in fireball territory, but it's, it's definitely wounded it. That's all I can do. And then I'm going to move this way. Got it. And we move on to Grimbald. What do you want to do? I'm moving up the statue, just mm -hmm. down next to the Cuthbert. Mm -hmm. Cuthbert. And I'm going to do a mirage. And it's Cuthbert. Cuthbert can move, attack and move, can't he? Mm -hmm. So Cuthbert is going to move there. He's yep. going to do his attacks, uh, but hitting with first with the uh, short sword, rolling Eight, seven uh, plus mm. um, six of thirteen. Thirty's not enough. And then he's going to roll uh, with his uh, rapier. Mm -hmm. uh, he's oh just dear, so crap. Mm. And then he's going to do. <laughs> Sound really concerned, a, Mike. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh. Then he's going to move around there. Okay. Around the gallery just a little bit. Well, she, she might get a, a swipe at you if you do that. At disadvantage. At disadvantage, but she will get a swipe at you, yeah. No, oh, she'll get a swipe at me anyway. Okay, fair enough. You're going to go for it? She takes that reaction, that swipe. Uh, first roll is a 16 oh, rolled off shit. the three. <laughs> Second roll is a 12. That's armor class 18. That's going to be a hit. Yeah. I'm afraid for a further eight points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Medic! Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's time for sessions. Okay. I'm going to pick it up the stairs and yep. along the um, gallery towards. Uh, Uh, yeah, towards Cuthbert, and that's as far as I can get with my little short legs. And that's it, you're done. Scurrying along. I'm okay. done, that's all I can do. Move, move to there. Feldrick is going to try and free herself with an athletics check. She rolls an 18, so she uh, successfully does so. She frees herself from the statue, and she, she can move up to Cuthbert, but she can't have an attack because that would be an action for her to free herself. She's, and now you will die! And I'm like, yes, quite probably. Uh, and we move on to purple. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> at least you're honest. Nice. I mean, you know, we all know what's going on here. Yes. Purple uh, will uh, move to. Yeah. So, so I'm moving closer to the the guy where I shot it from last time. So five away from the wall, but I'm moving closer to it, and then I can move back again. Yeah. Shot at mm -hmm. it. Um, so you're shooting the zombie. Yeah, so I'm trying to avoid the, the disadvantage roll. So that hits on my class 23. Ooh, 
It's a critical hit. It's a critical now. Purple. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, I'll take a card. Are you going to gamble, Purple? How wounded is it, then? Uh, it looks... Uh, it looks more than half. It looks it looks solidly bloodied. I think yeah, the I thing is, is, bear in mind with the gamble, you've got to roll a standard hit to take that card. Yeah. And if I, it's just a normal hit if I don't. That's exactly right. Yeah. A standard hit. I don't know what armor class this thing is. Uh, so. They're not very high, remember. But I'm rolling at plus three, so the chances are not good to take the card. But the card will. Do. Oh, or I can take just I can just take double damage. Yeah, you just take double damage. Uh, it's double damage dice, isn't it? So 2d6 plus 1, uh, which is an enormous 8 point of damage. 8 uh, points of damage? By the International Damage Council. <laughs> Wheat point of damage. Sola tête de la monstre. Yeah, okay. Gee, it's looking well. It's looking avec ma plus 1 hand crossbow. <laughs> uh, you have. You have um, uh, il est mort? Pushed it. You've pushed it. No, il ne. Well, il est mort déjà. Oh, déjà? It, well, il est un mort, whatever it is. Ah, uh, d'accord. Je comprends. But you have pushed it further towards the uh, threshold between undeath and actual death. Tell dommage. All right, I'll move back to uh, where I was. Okay, so you're moving to tuck yourself back up underneath the, um, the gallery. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time for Grimbold. Now, right. Grimbold's got Grimbold a to make. Fast and efficient, so he's going to move up to the, uh, the statue onto the viewing gallery mm-hmm. and edging a bit further towards the woman yeah you can see that door yeah Grimbold just so that it's clear there's a door there that's open yeah uh, no sounds coming out of it no nothing okay from okay. your from your vantage point I better be absolutely crystal clear because it's not fair if I'm not yeah Cuthbert kind of saw this too, but he's probably not been particularly relevant to Cuthbert. Not paying attention. Well, more that you were running around, but so Grimbold, from your vantage point, you can see that with that door open, that there's what looks like a little short corridor or a landing, and then you can see stairs going down. Right. I'm going to follow, go closer towards this evil priestess. Yeah. I'm going to do a firebolt. At her. Yeah. be 20 at 5, so I rolled a 3, yep. plus 5, yep. 8. Rubbish. And then I'm going to interact with one object, which draw my plus one day. Okay. Nobody argue about this plus one dagger. It's my Cuthbert. <laughs> Stop fighting now. Be like, you didn't roll That's for my it. Dagger. As soon as you... Wait, where did, where did you get that from? As soon as you take it out, it's like everybody stops fighting. She's like, what? Can't, can't you sort this out between yourselves? <laughs> did we roll for that? <laughs> no, come on, come on. We were just getting into this. Surely you could have done this. <laughs> Surely you could have organised this before. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um... Oh, I could do the full. I could do the disengage, but to do so, then I'd move away. Then I'd leave sessions very, very, very exposed. So, well, park around sessions are still yet to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to move past sessions. I think I'm going round. to die, but I'm going to have fun with that. Have disengage, and then I can because I can. Um, I can actually move into your square if you disengage. All right. So I can. Get I will disengage, on. and I will go and stand behind sessions. Okay, so you're running along the gallery and. Mm-hmm. Through Sessions' square, as it were. Yep. And standing behind him, with Sessions in between yep. you and her. Okay. Yep. Yep. Got it. Um, and then it's Parker. Right. Well, Parker will, as I said, move. Move action to there, right up to her. She's like, who are you? You're a fellow orc. Join us. Make a wisdom save. <laughs> <laughs> So, first of all, the um, shillelagh. It's not good. Hitting arm class 11. Uh, And then the unarmed strike, 23. That's a hit. Doing four points of damage. Four points of damage. I mean, that's not very much damage. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I mean, you know, it's all it all adds up, doesn't it? You know, she goes, and uh, it's sessions is round. Can sessions do something? Sessions, um, heal. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd try and kill her first. Okay, that's you told. Crushing coin. Crushing. Well, yeah, I was just wondering whether this spiritual weapon. Um, well, she's last round. She um, she didn't use the bonus action. That's my that's my bad. But yeah, she's not been in a position to see her own spiritual weapon so far and who it can attack. Oh, yeah, she's she's been trapped down yeah. on the been six rounds by my reckoning. Mm. Not that I'm you know counting down or anything. Monitoring really mm. closely how long that thing's got left. <laughs> <laughs> not that you aren't making little chalk marks on the wall. <laughs> Carefully with my ruler measuring out how far away from it I am. Egg timer. <laughs> Just running around going one one thousand, two one thousand. Why don't why don't characters carry little egg timers with them? Yeah, they should. You'd have thought Yeah, no brainer. Bonus action Mike, summon the spiritual weapon, the crushing coin, and Ooh. send it careering oh. at her. My own powers used against me. Uh spell attack, isn't it? Yeah. She's wearing sort of you think that effectively it's sort of stylized, made out of leather plates with metal plates, as it were, affixed. It's like it's effectively like half plate or something. But it, yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> Pirate twenty. <laughs> That's twenty-five to hit. Right, twenty sessions. Thanks for coming down, family in the audience. Do you want to uh, take that double damage sessions, or would you like to gamble for a potentially life-changing amount of damage? Uh, no, I'm going to just take the take the double oh. damage. He's taking the damage, ladies and gentlemen. Can't blame him. It's He's not taking the damage yet. <laughs> uh, that's 15 plus uh, 3. 18. 18 points of damage. She didn't like that one bit. Okay, yeah, she's looking uh, pretty mashed up, actually. Right, and I'm wondering, is that just a bonus action? Uh, did you have to cast the spell or did you move it? Because you the spell is a bonus action. Uh, it's a little bit ambiguous. It is. Ambi well, casting time is one bonus action. So that is a bonus action. Yeah. Then I'll toll the dying on her as well. Oh, sessions. Okay, go for it. Uh, so she needs to make a dexterity... Uh, no, sorry, a wisdom save DC uh, 13. Okay, I'm going to forewarn you now. Yeah, her wisdom save is quite tasty. But let's have a quick look. And he's rolling a blue dice. And I'm rolling the blue dice, of course. Okay, her wisdom save is... Ooh, what's the DC? Only 13. 13. She's going to make this, but here we, we might as well find out. Rolling a... Yeah, she makes it for the 14. Yeah. She absolutely aces that save. Okay, um, and it's her go. You want to know what's really pants, what I've just discovered? I didn't oh. realise I have savage attacks, which allows me to, if I do a critical, oh, an extra yes. die of damage on top. Oh, dear. And I forgot. Um, so you wouldn't get me handle. making that kind of mistake. <laughs> Not like I missed anything this combat. Oh, well, at least I'm willing to Cuthbert and Sessions. <laughs> In fact, kind of all of you, I suppose, although there's the sort of sound of... Well, there's not really the sound of combat going on. You hear something from back down the stairs that uh, Sessions and Parker have just run up. Yeah. You hear the sound of a door opening and slamming, and you hear running feet. <sighs> not f not running feet, that would be ridiculous. Running people. You hear the sound of feet. Get, getting louder or quieter? Getting louder, but not getting... Uh, that's uh, getting a little bit louder, but not... That much louder. Loud. Yeah, not imminent. Thank you, Dan. Not imminently loud. And she uh, is going to strike against Parker with the Glaive of Power. Her first attack. Uh, oh, hold up. She's got the bonus action. She could either use it to move her spiritual weapon. She can move the spiritual weapon, but I think she can only move it 20 feet, which means that she can't attack Burple. 
No. And because he's at ground level, I don't think yes. she can attack... With 20 foot up. Cuthbert either, because he's 20 foot up. So 20 and along and 20 up is more. I don't know what the hypotenuse of the square of the what's it is. But I'm not Euclid, am I? So she is going to use her bonus action to have a second attack on Parker. But the first attack, that's the important one. Here we go. Attacking Parker. Rolls an 18. <sighs> Uh, hits armor class 24, smashing Parker in the face with the glaive, doing the following damage. Here we go. This is not much fun here. In, well, it's fun for me, obviously. And rolling, <laughs> oh, a, joy. rolling a one. For rolling four a Four points of damage on Parker. And then the bonus action, she strikes again and rolls another 18, hitting armor class 24 again, and the same damage again, and she does. This time she rolls a... F it's only a four for another seven points of damage. How are you feeling, Parker? Not great. And we move on. We move on to Burple. Well, Burple is going to do the same thing again. This is what you get when you are treacherous to your race, you little green, funny-eyed, pointy bastard. Uh, so I'm going to shoot the uh, zombie again, step out, shoot the zombie, step back mm -hmm. in again, hitting on plus 16. Here's a hit. Marvellous. I'll just move myself back as we're clear. That's what I'm doing. And it yep. does an enormous amount of damage. It does. Five points of damage. Five points, Five of, damage. points of damage. Well, you're chipping Five away at it. Under damage, as officially recognised. By the Conseil International de <laughs> Damage. Oui. The Fédération. <laughs> the FDI. Okay, and uh, it's Grimbold. Grimbold, can you do? Can you do this? I mean, she's looking vulnerable. She's not looking death door, but she's looking like, you know. I'll, I'll move up and then I'll stab her with a couple of daggers. Move up, taking my other dagger out mm -hmm. as they move up. So I've got one in each hand. Yeah, here we go. And then right. So the first one is plus one dagger. So rolling uh, a plus six onto this, which is a twelve. Mm, it's a miss. Plus five onto this, which is a nineteen. Is a hit. Hurrah, and I do 1D uh, crap. 1D crap. 1D4, I'm afraid. <laughs> do 1D crap. Mm -hmm. 1D crap. It is 1D crap. <laughs> two. two points of damage. Is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> she totters, but somehow manages to <laughs> gather herself. Yeah, she just... I'll kick her in the shins. <laughs> Rare Ow! Ow! I hate you! Yeah. Bite your legs off. That's it. Cuthbert. and rubbish. Cuthbert can't do anything in terms of her, because he can't get to her. True. So Cuthbert is going to go along further along the corridor to the top mm. of the stairs where yeah. the other guys came up and keep an eye on okay, well, You can see there. something, Cuthbert, if you do that. Stairs. You can see that there is a tiefling cultist. Remember the tiefling guards that you yeah. originally fought? Right. Um, uh, he was the guy that ran yeah, away, right? Yeah, but there are three of Close them. The door. Close that door. Okay. Um, but oh, they cool. are heading out, yeah? As you get to the top... Okay. The one that you kind of catch at the bottom of the stairs, there's one behind him further into the complex, and there's one that's nearer the door and on his way out, back out through the door that Parker just opened. Yep. Yep. And you kind of catch them. They're on their way out. They're kind of heading out. He looks at you like, uh, you know that scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan where yes. Ryan uh, is running down the stairs with ammo, I think, to help the others. That's right. And he, yes, I they, he comes across a kind of German sort of stormtrooper guy on the stairs and they just look at each other yeah. and it's like, why don't we just pretend we haven't seen each other? He gives yes. you that look. He looks like, we're on our way out. You're not going to bother us, are you? He doesn't say it, but that's what, he, that's what he's communicating to I, you. I wave him by. Okay. And so we move on to Parker. Right. Well, I... We'll just basically pop this woman. Um, it's a 19. A 19 is a hit. 
eight points of damage. Yeah, okay. Uh, she doesn't like that very much. The un unarmed strike. Mm -hmm. Hitting armor class 13. It's a miss, I'm afraid. Okay. Eight points of damage is not insignificant in terms of the number she's got left. You really feel like you're, you're making progress. Is that it for you? Mm, yes. So we move on to sessions. Okay, sessions will uh, swing the, the um, crushing coin back towards her. Yeah. Uh, missing. Morning uh, uh, of four. Uh, and uh, that's the bonus action, and mm. then that's his action. He will toll the dying again. And she rolls a 14. She saves, I'm afraid. Okay, so that was a completely ineffective but fast round. Sorry. And then it's her, and she's going to attack either Parker or Grimbold. Uh, one to three, she goes for Parker. Four to six, she goes for Grimbold. And she rolls a two, she goes for Parker. Uh, and she has attack. She doesn't get a bonus action attack with uh, an extra attack, but she still rolls a 15, so that hits armor class 21. So that is definitely a hit, I'm afraid to say. And you take the following damage as recognized by the international. Oh my goodness, 12 points of damage on Parker. Right, well, um, that puts me on zero, but my relentless endurance yes. means I'm now on one hit point. Okay, because we all know orcs have relentless endurance and half orcs. Something that you might want to bear in mind. Okay, um, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Burple. Well, Burple's going to do the same thing again. Move out, shoot, move back. Yep. Uh, hit this time hitting. Uh, so just a quick point, Burple. Why are you not shooting her? Because uh, of the range. Yeah, come and shoot her. Because of the range. But you could. Cause cause you could clamp. I'm sorry, but the you dice. Reduce. I'm sorry, but the dice is rolled. I mean, the the point yeah, that you can make separately. Uh, hitting on because oh, hit it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hit. I'm, I'm hitting really well, but yeah. Obviously, when I try to hit her, I'm going to miss. That's three points of damage. You're chipping away at this thing, uh, Burple. Yeah, slowly. Um, and it's just standing there because it doesn't really know what to do. Because it's got... Well, it's going to come... Mate, you think... I don't know. It's been a bit dumb. But um, you're chipping away at it. But it's all, you know, slightly kind of small change. Yeah. Grimbold? Right. I am going to um, attack with the plus one dagger. So yeah. It's plus six on this roll. So I roll it. A one, oh, no. which is actually quite good because I'm a hobbit, which means I get to re-roll. Naturally lucky, I can re-roll one. Oh, yes. oh, good. So I re-roll it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this kind of half half light foot hobbit gets to re-roll on a four as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other dagger, mm -hmm. uh, I roll a, I think it was plus five, wasn't it? Eighteen. Eighteen is a miss. Very sorry to oh, say. Oh dear, oh, dearie me, that's not good. Not looking good. Uh, Cuthbert, what are you gonna do? I've no idea. Help! These tieflings are like, you don't bother us, we won't bother you. That seems to be it. Yeah. Blow pipe what out. I don't have what a blow pipe. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a blow. An bow and arrow. Got no Ooh, range I don't have weapons. Now I've got no range weapons at all. What happened to the blow pipe? Uh, I think I left it in the can. Oh, you did. You did. You. Uh, I, I dropped it. And I dropped left it, it in the can. Retrieved it. Oh, <laughs> schoolboy error. I'm going down with amateurs. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, excuse me. When I used it, I got awfully ribbed for it. Is that why you left it? Uh, why don't you ask those three if they aren't prepared to just come up and kill the witch? That ribbed blowpipe of yours, Cuthbert, does give extra pleasure. It has to be said. <laughs> Especially when you're going down with amateurs. Oh dear. I'm, I'm going to go and stand next to Sessions. Come, you must be able to do something. There's absolutely nothing I can do. Can't you borrow a crossbow of Sessions? Does Sessions, do you have any ranged weapons? Um, I have a light crossbow. Oh. 
There you go. Well, can I take can I, can I borrow your light crossbow, please? You can make sure you write, write it down on the character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody stop. I'm pretty certain I'll get it back because he will want the healing. Mm, that's true. Yes, indeed. Okay, so I'll go up and I, I've moved and I've taken the crossbow. There's nothing else I can do. Then. Okay, Parker. Uh, this is kind of well, it, Parker. Parker. Parker is running away. Oh. I don't know. Oh, actually, how how seriously damaged does she look? Does she look like I could take her down with the last one? I like blow? the way you frame that question. How seriously damaged does she look? Yeah, how seriously She not normally looks serious. It's very difficult to say, Parker. She looks very uh, significantly wounded. Whether or not she looks like one good blow would push her over the edge, I think that's too difficult for you to tell. Does she look like she has that kind of manic, orcish... She does. She looks Relentless like... endurance thing going right now. Oh, I see. Does it look like <laughs> she's... Um, I don't know that you would be able to tell that either. But no, she doesn't look like she's teetering or, or running on fumes. She just looks like she's a bit fucked up. Right. So basically, the thing is, before she's up, we get, we get four possible dice rolls. And basically, of those four dice rolls, you have half of we've them. got to do enough damage to get her down to the Relentless Endurance, and then we've got to do one more to tip her over Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, with armor class 19. Could, could you try and push her off the ledge? Because it doesn't matter about her armor there. And, yeah. Mm, well, I don't know. No, that's what kind of check is that? Is that a possibility? It'll be your athletics versus her... Either athletics or acrobatics check or something. Hmm. I think that's right. So you might actually be better than trying to hit a higher arm class and then she'd fall down and take the damage. I don't know whether if it's 2d6 or... Yeah, it would be 1d6 probably. Yeah, but the point is she won't be able to do melee attacks on us. That would be... Yeah, but she'd down, be down the bottom with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not being funny. But... Dan, you've got to be coming up. You've got to be shooting. I am thing. shooting. I'm doing damage on the other one. But that's it's yeah, a bit, but that's no the point. relevant. It's just a it's just a zombie standing in a corner. Mm. This woman is going to do basically. She's going to take one of us down this round. Yeah. So then maybe the percentage game. I'm doing one d six. He says from the back. <laughs> it's just a grabber and jump off the edge. You're going down anyhow. Mm. How many hit points you got? Me, I've got seven. Mm. I've got one. <laughs> Two. <laughs> How many have you got? I got loads. I'm taking any damage. Well, you take her over the edge then. Don't you have more any more of these fireball bombs things? No, I'm totally spelled out. Oh, I've got fireball left. You've got five of them left? Uh, I think there's four now. Three. You've done three. And how much damage do they do? 86. Why are you trying to attack her with a D4 damage? dagger because it's that or a fireball and I'm when everybody's standing next to her but you can make the fireball go so that it doesn't hurt anybody yeah oh i withdraw yeah you do the fireball such that it basically gets her on the the right hand edge of the fireball uh, she goes next so she's oh, she's move, gonna move up isn't she? what you could do is but push her off the thing get us to get her away from us and then i can throw a fireball at whatever whatever direction she moves in yeah i mean if Burple can get. No, uh, she might not get up to Burp. Well, even if she gets up to Burple, well, she's not going to. Why is she going to go for Burple? She won't. If she, she won't have a chance. To. She won't be able to move up to Burple and attack. So she could move up to Burple and then I throw the fireball and then just catch her in the radius. So it'd be just trying to push her off the ledge. I think if you just move yeah, away, can, she'll can, move up. So, so did we work out what what the mechanics are of pushing her off the ledge? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. 
I think it's an acrobatics versus a whatever check. My acrobatics. Sorry, your your athletics versus her, where she can decide whether it's athletics or acrobatics. I think might be wrong. I'm just, I haven't got the rule book. Does shoving a creature is a is an attack action? You can use a special melee attack to shove a creature, either to knock it prone or push it away from you. Yeah. Uh, the target must be no more than one size larger than you. It uh, must be within your reach. You make a strength athletics check. Against strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics. Their choice. If you win the contest. Yeah. Don't you push us directly into the five foot square, directly away from you? Well, you, you, could move, you could move away, disengage. She moves up to you and then I do a fireball that the radius is just caught in. Well, yeah, she's basically going to move up and attack sessions and then you can do fireball in the radius. I think Parker's got to disengage. I'm disengaging. I think Session's got to go and have a go at her. She's going to probably have a bash at Grimbold. Yeah, disengage is an action, Parker, just to clarify. So it uses up one of your actions, and then you can take a move action with it. So you get a single move. Ah, okay. So eight squares. So you're running along the gallery, directly away from her, past Cuthbert, past Sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And now it's... uh, Sessions You've done, so it's now Sessions round. Okay, well, I'm going to have another go with the bonus oh, yeah. action to whack out with the spiritual yep. weapon. Yep. Uh, 13. Well, obviously, my spirit's not in it. Then I will use my action to toll the dying on her again. Okay, she's going to make a wisdom save. She rolls yep. a 9. Uh, her wisdom save bonus is serious, though, and I have a f- nasty feeling that that's it's going to be four. enough. Uh, yeah, that's going to be enough. She saves. Uh, very depressing. And then I guess I'll use my um, move action uh, to reposition myself next to my colleagues. Okay, so you've got Parker, Sessions and Cuthbert are all stacked up in a little row on the gallery, backing away from the evil priestess. And Grimbold and her are in a little tussle in the corner, and it's her action. So she is going to attack Grimbold. She doesn't really seem to have much of an option. She is going to move the uh, spiritual weapon with a bonus action up towards Parker. But critically, because of the range, she can move it up towards him. But she can't move it far enough for him to get a strike because he's 20 foot up as well. So she's going to move it up so that it's up next to you guys, but she doesn't get a strike with it. And then she's going to attack Grimbold. She's going to have a single swing with the glaive, rolling an Eight hitting armor class fourteen. Uh, right here, I've got to do, roll a, a six or more to see if it hits a mirror image. Oh yes. So I'm going to roll d20 and add. Uh, see what it comes out as. It comes out as two. Do I want to use my urt dice? I just got one urt dice. You got one yeah. urt dice. You'd have to roll. Yeah, you'd get to roll that again and add a d6. Anybody suggest I should do I'd that? I'd do it, Johnny. Well, yeah. I don't know. You've got lots of hit points. You'll yeah, do... all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll use an urt dice. Okay. So re-roll that so and add a d6. It does get a duplicate. Yeah. Okay. And the duplicate's armor is uh, armor class she's 10 plus my dex modifier. So it's 13. So oh, she hit. hit it. Yeah. So she destroys one duplicate. Okay. But still, that's fantastic. That's... Has she got another attack? Or... Uh, no, that's it. That is fantastic. Ooh. The only other thing that happens is she goes... Join me, my zombie guardian. And this zombie starts <laughs> trudging its way very belatedly around the uh, parapet and gets up to where the statue is lying against the viewing gallery. And we move on to Burple. Oh, and sorry, a final point. 
you can hear the scuttling of feet, uh, Parker, Sessions and Cuthbert. You can hear a scuttling of feet down that little staircase you came up. You presume that that is the sound of the uh, tiefling cultists making their escape. Okay. Sorry, now we go to purple. Okay, so I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, and okay, shoot so you're her. going up to the corner, then you're going to try and shoot her up on the parapet. Yep. Yeah, with my annoyance. This is where I miss, because obviously I've hit every other time, so I'm going to miss Yeah, now, she's got a great armor class. She's got a little bit of cover. And Five. There you go. <laughs> Predicted uh, that, didn't you? Yeah, and we move on to Grimbold. Now, Grimbold, it's your moment. Right, so now I'm going to move. You want attack of opportunity? Yeah. But why do you... Uh, why yeah, do you yeah. She'll take the attack of opportunity. I understand what you're doing there, Grimbold. So, armor class 13. No. Oh, she misses. Oh, hang on. Um, Do I get to choose about the... Uh, no, it's a uh, the mirror image is either it is or it isn't. No, so I think you, you might want to choose. No, okay, so it's now um, eight or more. Okay, duplicate. Yep. Seven. So that was you, and it was a miss. Yeah, which is good. I don't use a mirror image. Yep. Sorry, what was the armor class again? She hit armor class uh, fourteen with no, her hit. Miss. It's a miss okay, anyway. So five, ten, fifteen. Uh, I'll go there. Mm -hmm. uh, Twenty. So you back up to the viewing gallery. Yeah, and then I'm throwing a fireball at her. Okay, she gets to make a dexterity save. DC 16. It's a 15. DC 15, dexterity save. She rolls a three and fails Yay. that save. Fucking fine. Oh, this is, this is right. tight. Okay. This is so tight. How much damage? 35. 35. She is blasted to nothing, but... Well, not if she's a half-orc. She's not a half-orc, she's an orc-orc. Oh, right, but then it's going to be... Uh, actually, no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, that's, does, it does not apply in this case. She is toast. What? Why? Well, because orcs don't have that. Eh? What, half-orcs? Half-orcs do. How does that work? I don't know, but I'm just looking at orc, and orc, it seems to say, is not a, uh, is not a thing. Orcs don't have relentless endurance, but half orcs do. Well, I don't know what to say. That's what it seems. I think it's a character thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's obviously. Isn't yeah, it? she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. Four fireballs. Got for and she is toast. Absolutely oh. scorched. Gone. She was destroyed. Seriously dangerous. Well, I've only got two left, I think. Well, you have two left, but that's brilliant. Mm. Almost as if, isn't it, that somehow fate looked forwards into your future, saw a giant, very dangerous combat, and somehow put in your path <laughs> something that would be useful in just these circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so what are you going to do? Uh, I'm moving back up towards her, away from the zombie. Yeah, so we've got the zombie left. Okay, and it's and Cuthbert's it. round. Uh, so Cuthbert is going to move a bit further forward uh, towards where she was and is going to try and shoot the zombie with the crossbow. Yeah. Graham, I'm just going to roll a d20 and you well, let me know. You add your dexterity modifier and your proficiency bonus. Oh, it's a 20. It's a 20. It's a lucky crossbow. So, you've got a decision so. to make. Do you want to go for double damage on the crossbow, which is what, a d6? No. It's a d8. You've got to use the accent. Right? It's a d8. Do. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming down. You're doing very well so far. <laughs> You've rolled a 20, Cuthbert. Yeah. You've got a big decision to make. Yeah. Now, you've got a D8 damage, and that's doubled. Yes? It goes into yeah. the doubler, 
Yeah. And that number's yeah. going to come out, and that could be very significant. Or, Cuthbert, now, settle down, audience. Do you want to take that damage, or do you want to gamble? I think... I think I'm going to gamble. He's going to gamble, everybody. So what do I have to do now? You're going to make a straight hit, Cuthbert. A straight hit on it. Just roll to hit again. Rolling a... 20. Oh, it's another 20, <laughs> Cuthbert. Uh, that is what you needed. So let us deal a critical card. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Going to Cuthbert. With a sharp stick. Double damage, and the target must make a DC 12 dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the target loses an eye. Oh, Okay, well, it's not so it's massively not problematic for a zombie, but I get the general idea. <laughs> so, well, roll the dumbbell damage. The dumbbell damage. Roll the dumbbell damage. What is, damage. what is, is it D8, the damage? First D8 does one. <laughs> <laughs> Second D8, so I've got six and plus my dex. It's still yep. alive. Nine in total. Okay, it looks very, very close to uh, losing its undead status and becoming uh, one of the dead. Uh, it has to make a saving throw uh, or lose an eye. It fails that saving throw. I'm going to say that it's now at disadvantage when it attacks Grimbold any second from now. What? Brilliant. Before then, Parker might make a difference. Parker's not going to make a difference. He's hiding in the corner. What's Parker going to do? <sighs> Have you got any shuriken or something like that? Hold on. Yes, I can do... Um, produce flame yep. on it. It the the one down next to the statue. That's not Gorbags. The, the zombie. That's Gorbags. There's nothing. Are we, oh, Gorbags. We're not attacking. No. Oh, okay. Well, I can't. I haven't got range. I think by now Gorbags is zombie. Gorbags is frantically uh, pulling at the double doors, trying to escape. I think I might just have to heal myself. Okay. Sensible. Yeah. I will do a cure wounds on myself. Okay. Uh, Ooh, 1d8 plus 2. Okay, what you get? Right. Ten, oh, nice. 10 points. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, sessions? Sessions, okay. I'm going to use my short little legs to run up next to Cuthbert. Yes. Move action. I'll do cure light wounds on Cuthbert. Oh, lovely. Sorry, can I take my move action as well? I can basically move up to right up to past Cuthbert. Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, 1d8 plus 3. 1d8 plus 3 for me. I'm assuming you want me to roll it. Oh, why not, yeah. Okay, so I'm rolling 1d8. I get 5 plus 3 is 8 points of healing. Thank you very, very much. And then I'll use my bonus action to fling the crushing coin against oh, the zombie. Yes, make the roll. This could be uh, it. 13. No, 12. 12 is a hit. The thing has oh. got absolute garbage armor class. Uh, and it takes loads of hit seven. Seven points of damage. Okay, it's got to make a roll, a fortitude save. DC uh, 12. Uh, not a fortitude save, I'm sorry. I'm playing Pathfinder. Constitution save to see whether or not it can stay standing. It rolls a saves. So it kind of looks like it's about to topple over, and then it just sort of summons up a last remnant of energy, and it gets around, and it plods up to Grimbold, and it strikes at Grimbold with its slam attack, and it rolls a 14, hitting armor class 19 with the slam attack. Okay, I'll see. If I need eight or more to swap oh, in a duplicate. Oh, images. So here we go. I roll a oh, 18. So it's, a, it's an image, and that's yeah. the end of it. And so now we go into Burple. Burple will step away from the wall and shoot it once again with his hand crossbow. With his hands and with his hands and with his hands up for hitting armor cost 13. It's a hit and it's oh, dead. Oh, it's a hit. Oh, hey. shoots it with his hand. <sighs> Thank you. Thank nice. Good fun. 
I thought that was a TPK. Yeah, well, I, it looked like it for a while. We were close. Yeah, I was getting a little bit concerned. I mean, I wasn't getting concerned, I was getting hopeful, let's be honest. But the... I mean, opening the door to the south was lucky. The statue made a big difference. And Grimbold didn't do that much, but, you know, he did something. Loot the body. That was a good combat. That was a good combat. I, to begin with, it was like, how the fuck are we going to manage this? Mm. I'm completely spelled out. What we, we need to rest. We, we, we can need to. We need to completely rest. We can lock ourselves in here quite well, as far as I can work out. I don't. I. I can't see anybody really disturbing us. Well, I can, but I think it's uh, as good a place as any. Um, well, if not in here, level. we can lock ourselves in the prayer room that they all ran out of. There's that, or the one on the opposite side of the corridor at the bottom. Yeah, or where this tapestry is. I think where obviously those guards were holed up. But and we mm -hmm. can go and have a quick look down there. Yeah. Because they've all buggered off. That must be something. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we can search the bodies, search the place, yeah. find a place to hold up. I think we've got a bit of time now, but never know. Now then, I'd like to search her body, please, if I may. Okay. What does she have on her? Mike, are we going up a level? No, we'll just get into that in a bit. <laughs> Why don't we get into it now? Okay, we search everywhere and all the bodies. Hold up, so let's, uh, things are not as straightforward as they may appear. Let's start with searching her. Yep. Yep. What's her name? Her name was Theldrek. Yep. Uh, and Theldrek has the following uh, thing on her. First of all, she has a ring on her that seems magical. Me, 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 me. That sounds like mine. I'll do yep. a ritual detect magic on everything. So you're gonna stop for a minute and do all of that, are you? Does anyone think yeah. we shouldn't? No, I think we need a long rest, don't we? We're going to need a long rest anyway, so we might well, as well You don't think you're going to be immediately disturbed. The only person you can actually see now is Gorbags, who can't get out through that double door. Yeah, so let's just keep going. Let's. If we need to take a minute, we'll take a minute. I think it's ten minutes, isn't it's it? It's a ring so of protection. Plus one, yeah. has my name written on it. I need... Yeah. Anything else? She's wearing half plate, and that half plate is plus one half plate. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She has a scroll on her, and it's a scroll of dispel magic. Whoop. Otherwise, mm -hmm. her weapons are not magical. There's a heavy crossbow. That, as far as I know, is all she has on her. Let me just absolutely double what check. What about the glaive? The glaive is a standard glaive. I mean, it's a great big okay. bastard thing, but it's not in and of itself. Um, There's the gem in the statue. Gem in the... St well, so are you going to try and prize out the gem from the forehead of the statue? Well, you've pretty much defiled the statue already. That gem is worth 800 gold pieces. Okay. Anything on the junior cleric or the other person that we fried accidentally? No, they don't have anything. They have maces on them, standard maces. The zombies don't have anything on them, obviously, apart from zombiness. Anything on the um, tieflings? The tieflings uh, that you've fought so far don't have anything magical on them, no. Okay. And also, you'd have to. Well, I mean, it's up to you. Are you going to emerge? I mean, so you're in a in a kind of little bubble now. The double doors are locked, and the only way in and out of where you are uh, is through the little side door that Parker opened. Mm. I'm assuming that you're staying inside that part of the complex. Yes. But there is the stair. There are the stairs down. There's the stairs down back to where Parker and Sessions came up, and they know that there were further bits that they could look at. There was a closed door on the other side of what looked like a little guard room, and then mm. you've got stairs next to the throne that head down. I think we were going to go and stay in either the um, prayer room, which all the cultists came out of, or the opposite bedroom on the other side of the corridor and rest up. So you weren't going to go and look at these other rooms? Yeah, no, we are. I'm going to. So which way are you going to go, Burple? You can go down the stairs that lead down from the throne, or you can go down the stairs that Parker and Sessions came up, 
I'm going to look down the stairs that go down by the throne. Yeah, okay. Well, what you can see down there is it looks like you're looking down into a sort of chapel or something. There's flickering light. Looks like there's probably a couple of torches down there. You can't see them from where you're standing because it it's like a chamber that runs down to the south of you but seems to open out to the left and that is where the torchlight is coming from. So you can't actually see the source of the light. You can see, I think, from where you're standing at the angle, looking down the stairs into the room, you can see the edge of an altar. Right. And that's pretty much what you can see from where you're standing without heading down into the chamber itself. I could do a ritual detect magic. I'm already doing it, Fjorn. Okay, well, what, what I'm going to do, ritual detect magic, mm -hmm. move down and just so that I can detect up to the other side of the room. Detect magic in that room. Yeah, there's magic in that room. Is there? Yeah. Coming um, from where? Well... For starters, you think that the two torches that are flickering away might be ever-burning torches. Nice. Okay. That's kind of it that you can directly attribute from where you're standing. Okay. The altar is you not magic. You can see that there is a uh, tapestry that looks like it seals off the southern end of that room. Okay. You're not sure kind of what sits behind that. So, Grimbold, you've got loads of hit points, right? No. I'm... Tapestries are always trapped. <laughs> So, long rest, long rest, level up. <laughs> I'm not sure we, we're going to be able to long rest, so I just want to have a quick look down there. Got the detect magic running. Yeah, so there's no magic in that room. There is a uh, tapestry to your right, so yeah. you're running all the way around the other stairs, going down the stairs that Sessions and Parker came up. That's right. And you're, in, you're going into the same set of rooms, as it were, but from a different angle. Uh -huh. The first room you come across looks like it was a little guard post. There's a couple of stools where guards probably just kind of sat around out on and played cards. Yep. Um, there's a, there's a uh, tapestry on the southern wall, which basically depicts Banshivu, howling orcish figure with a wide open moor and lots of around the figure, lots of sort of intermingling images of open mouths and, and uh, teeth and weapons. Uh, that's what you can see. There's a door on the other side of that chamber. Nothing, uh, no magic in that room, no other No magic in that room, no. Well, while he's off doing that, then I'm going to wander down. So Sessions is going down the other stairs. Whereabouts are the ever-burning torches? You'd have to walk down into that chamber proper. Mm -hmm. I also have Detect Magic Ritual running, so I want to know where they are. You can't see them from where you're standing. You're walking down some stairs into a chamber, which opens off to the left into an area that you can't see. Mm -hmm. You think that the torches are flickering there, so you'd have to walk down into the chamber to actually see them. Okay, well, I'm going to cautiously edge down. Okay, and you can see an altar, small stone altar, mm -hmm. standing between two torches. Those two torches are the ever-burning torches. There's a red tapestry behind the altar, emblazoned with the, mm -hmm. a symbol of Banshivu, which is a glaive piercing a wooden shield. Mm -hmm. There are four statues of men clad in chainmail and leather masks, each carrying a greatsword, standing along the wall. Uh, they're not radiating magic, and they look like they really are just statues. And there's a tapestry at the end. Is there any light behind it? There is a very... There's a little dim light coming from the tapestry at the end, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, there's one more detail. Uh, on the altar mm -hmm. is a mirror. It's a, it's a freestanding mirror in a frame. So it's got a base, two uh, uh, prongs, stands, so that the mirror can be tipped. Yep. It's like a dressing mirror. It's not magical. It, uh, well, there's this weird magical trace coming off it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what you do need to do to roll to find out precisely what, but there is something going on there with that mirror. Good question. I think it might be an arcana check. It'd be some sort of divination thing, wouldn't it? Probably. Deity or... While he's Possibly. doing that, Mike, I want to go and listen up at that door. Moving Okay, quietly. you can't hear anything. Silent as the grave on the other side of that door. Is it open? I'll try the handle. It's open. I'll open the door. Okay. Uh, I will go up and follow Purple. You open up a <laughs> corridor 
<laughs> leads away from you to the east, heading towards where you think sessions must be reading around. Mm-hmm. There's a door uh, 20 foot up on your right, mm-hmm. and then the corridor seems to open up into a room. You can see a little table. Okay. There's no signs of life of any sort. Okay, go up to that other door, prodding carefully. The door on the right. Carefully, yeah, listening at it. Okay, yeah, there's no sounds. Open it. I'll follow. Okay. Open it. And it opens up into a chamber. Uh, The chamber is a, uh, looks like a kind of barrack room. There's a couple of sets of bunk beds set along the far wall from you. Okay, I'll take one of the top 15 foot by 20 foot. There's a thick bearskin rug between them. There are wooden stools arranged around the rug. Yeah, I'll wee on the other bed, and I'll take the one remaining bed that I haven't weed on. Yeah, uh-huh. okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Please! <laughs> They're absolutely tiny, these beds, so you can put them in your pocket. Yeah. Excellent. Um, um, by the way, before, yeah. well, do before you then. go on there, what did we see on the... When we were at the door mm-hmm. that we just opened, yeah. what did we see left and right? If I look, there's a light... You said there was a tapestry to one yeah, side, a, so to and the, then there was yeah. an opening to the other side. Yeah, the chamber you just passed through was a very... A simple little 10 foot by 15 foot chamber. It's effectively like a widening of the corridor. Yeah. And on the right hand side, the southern side, there was a tapestry showing Banshee, and there were a couple of stools that looked like they were basically used by guards or something. And that's pretty much all you've got. This room that you're now looking into, there's a weapon rack in there. On that rack, there are javelins, there's a uh, long bow, there are quivers filled with arrows, and there is a sword. Your detect magic does not detect any magic from those items, purple. I'll take the long right, well, I'm going to go and join them. Mm-hmm. And it might be useful if I took the longbow. Oh, you want the longbow? I'd like the long. I'd like a range there, weapon. There, what, there is no long, longbow in here. I don't know where you got that impression. That, there's no longbow. <laughs> where here. are you hiding it, though? <laughs> On my back. Like, I mean, it's a longbow. You've hidden it down your trouser, and it's sticking up out of your out of the top of your arm. It's like, longbow? What longbow? I'm not sure, Burple. There's room for both the bed and the longbow in your pocket. <laughs> I think it's Knowledge Arcana, so Grimble, you'd probably be good at that. Yeah, Knowledge uh, Arcana for the mirror, yeah, to work out uh, the... I'm minus one Arcana. <laughs> okay, I'm naught, so I'll have a go. Grimble's thick as two planks. Um, Parker, are you pushing on down the corridor to the end? Yeah. 14 Knowledge Arcana on the mirror, Mike? It's got a divination aura. It's a weird divination aura, though. It doesn't seem to make that much sense to you. First of all, it, it seems to be it seems to be faint, but it seems like there's more uh, kind of magical energy somehow locked away, but you're not quite sure why or what. Uh, I'm just very quickly trying to keep up with you guys. So um, prodding, prodding as I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're going to prod up further up that corridor. It, it opens out into a chamber. Uh, that chamber is looks like uh, a bedroom. Uh, there's a pair of torches. Um, they cast strange shadows. The walls are blood red. There are two wooden chairs set opposite each other around a small round table. On the table, there is a thick leather-bound book, um, a rusty dagger, a quill, an ink pot, several sheets of parchment, uh, and then a wooden screen to your south blocks off part of the room and past that screen there is a bed a double bed covered in blankets and furs okay i'll go up to the table look at the stuff on the table any of it magical no there's the the book and so forth are not interesting uh no they're, they're not interesting where are you searching nothing on the table is interesting i'm gonna go and look under the bed yeah and... in that room and i'm gonna go down and have yeah. a look at the uh, curtain okay so one at a time there is a chest hidden under the bed, uh, Cuthbert, in that little room. 
I'll just open it and don't tell anybody. And um, yeah. well, it's up to you what you want to do with it. But you can okay, so you can What's pull that chest out. I don't know what you want to do with it. Ooh, how's it? How's it? Um, is it locked? Is it? How's it secured? Is it just a lid or what? It's locked. It seems to be locked. It's held fast. Yeah, it looks like you need a key. Uh, um, Did any of the bodies have a key? Are you going back to search? Back yes. in the main room? Yes. I, I'm searching the throne area. Ah, well, what you find on the throne, Grimbold, are a series of jeweled buttons built into the arm, and they look like they operate those double doors. Right. Ah. And you can work out that one of the door, one of the buttons opens the doors, one of them closes the doors, one of them locks the doors. And as you experiment with that, you inadvertently free Gorbag Spenge to run <laughs> screaming off into the rest of the thing. And all the <laughs> horde of cultists pressing no, against the door. No, it sounds like into the room. it sounds like there are people out in the in that big cathedral room that you first came down to in the lift, sort of arguing between themselves about what to do next. Um, the lift seems to have stopped moving. I've got thieves picks and tools. Can I pick the lock? Well, give it a go. Uh, yep, I get a <sighs> no luck. No Bonk. luck. Doesn't Three work. on the dice. And behind the curtain? Yeah, let's pick up with Sessions behind the curtain. So, Sessions, behind that curtain, you find a bedchamber. Your guess is that it's the bedchamber of Theldrick herself. Mm -hmm. It's a cramped uh, chamber, uh, Sessions. It's spart. There's a small bed set in the corner to the left. Next to the bed is a short table. It's holding a leather-bound book and an ink pot and a stone key and several Ooh. scrolls. Uh, there's a small chair with velvet cushions uh, before the table. On the wall to the right, there's a weapons rack, and on that rack there is a mace, two flails, and a light crossbow. None of them uh, radiate magic. Anything in the room radiate magic? Well, yes. First of all, the scrolls, uh, your detect magic, it's revealing an aura, um, but no, you can't de determine a specific aura on the scrolls. Can you just read the titles of the scrolls without making it they, Well, up? when you look at them, they appear to be—they appear to be blank. The book seems to have uh, is not magical, but seems to be some kind of journal. Mm -hmm. The stone key isn't magical, but it is marked with a symbol, and you know that symbol, uh, Sessions, because of your religious background. It is the symbol of the Grey Woodsman, the Feller of Souls. It's an axe embedded in a tree stump. Not sure what that means yet, but... No, you're not sure what that means. And that is all there is in that room. Okay. All right. Search the room. Search under the well, bed. Well, who's searching in where? I'm searching in the main bed, this bedroom that I found. And then the altar room. So are you all working your way through yeah, the... Uh, yeah. Parker. Yeah. When you step into the... You know, Sessions is searching around in what looks like Feldrick's bedchamber. There's the sort of yeah. chapel room with the altar and the mirror and so forth. Yeah. When you kind of look round the corner of that room you're in, because you've now joined up with yourselves, yeah. you catch a glimpse of that mirror, Parker, and when you look into that mirror, something weird happens. Ooh. Is it something like the sensor? Something odd happens. There is some weird vision that suddenly leaps into your mind. Yeah. And when you're looking at the mirror, it starts to ripple, and forming within... The mirror itself is circular, but forming within the mirror is a square, and that square area of the round mirror starts to ripple like the surface of water. And you realise that you are looking at water, you're looking down at water. You can actually see a broken reflection as if you're looking into the surface of a pool, but you can't tell if it's you or if it's somebody else, because the image is too broken. Yeah. yeah. And then the water starts to recede away from you. It's dropping away into the mirror, and you realize that you're looking down, and you're looking down a shaft. 
yeah. like a well or something, and that water is receding from you. When it's dropped a certain distance from you, you see a barrel just bobs up into the surface of that water and just rolls around in the surface of that water, and then the vision disappears. Yeah, that's weird. And then it turns back into the mirror Yeah, you, again, shake, you shake it off, and it's just a mirror again, and the others don't see anything. Right. Well, I tell everybody else what I saw, obviously. Okay. Um, and then what happens if I go away from the mirror and come back to it again? Nothing happens. Can I make an arcana check on that mirror? Yeah, it's got a divination aura on it. Nothing else to be gleaned. Okay. No. Does it look like we can take the mirror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a freestanding thing. You just pick it up. Do I recognise any similarities between this and the sensor back in the monastery? What I mean, in terms, no, not particularly. I mean, it's the sensor is a highly polished mirror that, that that's effectively for looking at the stars. It's a little like the mirror that you'd have right. with a telescope. Right. This is just a freestanding ornamental mirror. Oh, okay. Whether right. or not this mirror is keyed to you personally, or it genuinely shows visions to those that are selected, or maybe the mirror itself is irrelevant and it's just something that's to do with you and looking into mirrors and seeing visions it's impossible to to determine well i'll look in the mirror does it do anything no. for me no. no it's just a mirror okay interesting so can i make any kind of sort of arcana check on what i've seen do you have the arcana skill i do have the arcana skill well give it a go um hang on uh, uh does it look anything like the mirror we found in the whispering can a 17 a 17 so uh, one question at a time first of all uh grimbold's question it's similar in the sense that it's of the similar construction what you saw in the whispering can you don't think was a mirror but we're talking about the same kind of idea a stand with two uh uprights and something on a swivel mount that sits between them. Mm. So it's the same kind of idea, except the thing that was on the swivel mount in the can, very difficult to tell because only the frame was left and only bits of it. Uh, and your and you, your assumption, because you found those little shards of black glass, was that they were what was in it. So, But it's not quite the same. Um, to your arcana check, uh, Parker, you, especially if you kind of check in with Sessions and his impression from his look at the mirror, this concept that it's got a weak divination aura but that there is a sort of stronger power behind it, that keys into what your experience is. You think that somehow, for some reason, that its greater power was unlocked when you looked at it, but that now when you look at it again and you've looked into it once and other people are looking into it, it now just seems to have a weak divination aura, but still with that sense that there's something sitting behind it. So it's as if we triggered a spell which is now gone. That's exactly what it is like, yes. Mm. So it might be a mirror so that we... does the same sort of thing. It might be by a different tribe or these wind you it could be i mean so that, that that mirror in the whispering cairn is unknowably ancient this thing does not seem to be unknowably ancient it looks a bit crude cruder does it so. the artifact in the whispering cairn a it was not a mirror uh, in terms of workmanship it was of the highest kind of quality you you uh suspect before it was damaged this thing is not of the greatest quality it seems to have just been imbued with some kind of weird divination power. Um, and so that is about it. Yes, Parker, that's kind of what you think. Um, and we can look at what's in Theldrick's journal next time. Uh, you can have a chance to read it as you take your long rest and go up to fourth level. Hey! And I think we will leave things there. Thanks very much Fantastic. and good night. Super Thank, you. Thank you. Good night. Brilliant. All right.
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Three Faces of Evil and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.